0: The year is 1994, and Hugh Grant is doing it up New York style.
1: I think he's doing it up uh, transvestite prostitute style. But that was later. later. Okay.
0: <laughs> that was after 1994. And a little movie called Four Weddings and a Funeral comes, up, comes out, directed by Michael Newell. Cowan, you've seen that movie, haven't you?
2: Uh, I agree, love it.
0: a great movie. Adam, you've seen this movie, right? Uh, I
1: didn't have a girlfriend in 1994, so I did not see that movie.
0: What? You didn't have you a girlfriend You haven't seen? Oh my, <laughs> come
1: on. Is it, I'm glad it's hard for you to believe that I didn't have a girlfriend, <laughs> but it is true. All
0: right, here we go. Ready? Take two. What? You, you haven't
2: have... seen <laughs> Four Weddings and a Funeral? I haven't. You won't see me. You
0: won't see me. Because I'm for the first time. i all good People turn their heads each day so
2: satisfied I'm on my way
1: welcome to you haven't seen the podcast where Adam Derek and Colin force each other to watch movies they should have seen a long time ago all right so before we get started I think we need to uh, have some shout outs Derek I know I know you've got a you have got a fan that really wanted you to uh, mention her on her
0: yes yes our new yearbook editor is uh, infatuated with the podcast I believe she said that we are amazing and her name is Christy you okay
1: and okay. then uh, I also had a shout-out. I believe it's a friend of Christie's. It's uh, Kate, don't call me Catherine. And she was uh, shocked by my use of uh, profanity. So I, I apologize oh. for that. Wow. Apparently you're, you're I used... You have to watch yourself. She said I used the S word during the uh, 8 Seconds show. So. Was it when you were talking about cow poop? It was. It was cow poop. Mm. Mm.
0: I think it was appropriate then, wasn't it? Did,
1: did you change our, our rating on iTunes? to explicit I have not yet. So let's we'll see <laughs> okay. if I can we'll see if I can control myself. Um and that will that'll, that'll uh, determine what it, whether I have to uh, submit something to to iTunes.
0: Adam's the one that had not seen this
1: movie, correct? I had not seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um so should I start with a little summary here? I then we also you also did not have a girlfriend as we recall. In 1994. Well for parts right. of 94 I, I did, but not apparently, the time this was out, or I didn't like her enough to go see this movie with her.
2: And who was this girl that you didn't like enough to go see 40 weddings and with?
1: Colin, there were so many girls. I, I I have a tough time remembering. I was freshman in high school. I, mean,
2: I just thought we could give another shout-out. And...
1: She knows who she is, Colin.
0: Or who Adam wanted her to be.
2: Right, right. Thank you.
1: No, uh, well, it definitely was not Andy McDowell. I, I would uh, lean more towards the Kristen Scott Thomas, but I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Yes, you are. All right, four weddings. All right, in a... Give us a summary here, Chuck. All right, four weddings and a funeral. We've got uh, Hugh Grant. He's kind of a lovable goon. There was a uh, nice montage there at the, as uh, he wakes up late, running out of the house, uh, screaming some profanity that I promised uh, Kate that I wouldn't use. And uh, he's running down the street on his way to a wedding. Um, wedding number one, we meet his whole cast of characters – All of his friends, they're having a good old time at this wedding. He meets uh, an American socialite, Andy McDowell, and is infatuated ends up spending the night with her. Uh, Cut to wedding number two. Uh, This time, Hugh Grant is seated at his table of exes, which all let him know just exactly what's wrong with him um, as a boyfriend and why he's not marriage material. Uh, In between wedding number two and number three, he runs into Andy McDowell and finds out that she, in fact, is engaged. Uh, He helps her or he goes with her to try on wedding dresses and and uh, whatnot. Um, They go to wedding number three. She's marrying an older Scotsman. There were bagpipes at that wedding. That was exciting. Um, At that wedding. You're excited by bagpipes. I like bagpipes. Hmm. You're saying, Colin, you don't like bagpipes? And I'm saying they don't excite me, per se. I I I don't think it
0: takes much. Apparently it doesn't take much to excite Adam. I don't know.
1: I I enjoy it. At wedding number three, uh, friend and uh, wild man of the group, I believe that was Gareth, uh, drops dead of a heart attack. Totally unexpected. They go to the funeral. It's very sad. Um, uh, Hugh Grant has, and all of the friends have little revelation that maybe they need to do some growing up. Uh, so wedding num- we cut to wedding number four. Hugh Grant is, in fact, uh, getting married not to um, his infatuation, Andy McDowell, but one of the exes that he um, ran into at wedding number two.
0: I believe we call her Duck Face. Is that
1: duck Face. It, it was uh, Henrietta. Uh, wedding number four, Hugh Grant uh, at the altar, um, when they asked does anyone have any um, objections to the wedding, his deaf brother starts signing that, uh, this is not the woman you should marry. You don't love her. And uh, everyone is very confused, and he leaves Henrietta at the altar uh, as um, and goes to find Andy McDowell, and they live happily ever after,
0: where they are not a married couple. And they show everybody, you know, with everybody else. That
1: yeah, was a little uh, Animal House moment as they, as they filled Julian on on what they
2: were up to. Adam, you have very accurately summarized that movie you must be a very good scientist thanks
0: i was thinking by the way you mentioned animal house i was thinking can't hardly wait
1: well i think animal house actually uh i don't know if they invented it but they really popularized the montage of what are they doing now mm. uh, we, we could look in the archives but uh, but that seems to me to be the first uh recorded use of that and I don't then
0: think i don't think i've ever seen that movie front to end really I've seen it a million – like, I've seen enough scenes to have seen it. I've just never seen it beginning
1: I, I think you're skipping ahead to the end of the show, Derek.
0: Oh, well, sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: This is where we would say, you haven't seen Animal House?
0: <laughs> oh. I've seen it. I just haven't seen it all the way through.
1: Well, that's a tragedy. I think that needs to happen okay. right. soon. Um. So thoughts on this movie? All
0: right. I got you're, lots of thoughts. Uh, well, go ahead, Adam. You're, okay. you're the person that had not seen this movie. so
1: There was – I suppose there was a reason why this movie should be made, because it was great popcorn flick, and uh, I could see lots of ladies dragging their fellas to uh, the movie. It but, was a
0: summer movie, right? I mean, this was a summer movie,
1: right? I think so. made an astounding amount of money for the time. It was a, a quarter billion dollars it brought into the box worldwide box
0: office. And that started really the English revolution of like just bringing in these English movies, I feel like. I
1: think it started the Hugh Grant revolution. I mean, yeah, this guy was an overnight sensation. He was a star. And he also brought, um, for the Academy Awards, he brought uh, Elizabeth Hurley. And she was wearing some crazy dress that showed everything. And they were mm. the celebrity couple of, of the minute. And it was all thanks to this movie.
0: Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that.
2: To recall that, yeah. Um, yeah. really release date March
0: 9th. Oh, so it was an early summer they springish release. Huh. Was it March 9th domestic? Like, was this an English March 9th release? U- USA. Huh. Came
1: Weird. out in the came out in the US uh,
0: two months before it came out in the UK. Hmm. I feel like this is one of those ones that like gain momentum as the time we're at.
1: I think they call those
0: the sleeper hits. I believe that's what they refer to them as. That is correct. So, um, so did you think, uh, well, you had never seen it before. This movie did not date well for me in terms of like just the uh, the backdrops. The the music is horrendous. Sure, sure. It's one of the worst soundtracks I think I've ever heard. Uh,
1: there's plenty of bad soundtracks, including, uh, <laughs> oh, what was that movie you made me watch? Oh, Eight Seconds. That's a great soundtrack. What are you, crazy? It, uh, it sounded like horse... Uh, oh, I'm not allowed to say that. You are not allowed to say that. So, um, it had... It definitely had some shining moments. I thought that uh, Mr. Bean was uh, outstanding as the minister, but it was completely throwaway. You know, they introduced him in the first wedding as mm-hmm. sort of a bumbling, you know, trying to pick up on the ladies and, oh, I'm studying to be a, to be a minister and then they, then he's officiating the second wedding, and then he disappears. I thought that that would have been nice to have him sort of officiating throughout, but uh, they kind of threw that away.
0: I think this is one of those movies where uh, the parts are greater than the whole
1: kind of thing. So a rev- mm-hmm. reverse gestalt.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's some great scenes, there's some fun things that happen, and the Ancillary characters are more fun than the people that are the main characters.
1: Agreed. um sure. Like I like I said before, I think Kristen Scott Thomas is great. Uh, my, yeah. One of my favorite British movies is Gosford Park, and uh, she was excellent in that. Just um, you know, she, i say she plays the uh, stuffy stuffy British woman. Very well, but maybe she actually is a stuffy British woman, I don't know. But also, I love her, uh, she's she's recurring on Top Gear. Oh, really? Which I catch mm-hmm. uh, while I'm waiting for my Doctor Who to show up on BBC America.
0: And you might want to edit that out, people are going to tune out right there.
1: So. And they're going to tune in to Doctor Who. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I did enjoy her in most movies except for the sleepable English patient. Yeah. Which is horrendous. But I even watched You haven't her seen
1: the years. English patient? I have not seen the English Patient. Mr. Peterman would be appalled.
0: We don't need to. I can tell you that okay, much. Right good. Now. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. It's terrible. And I love the book. So. Yeah. And then, uh, um, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say. I mean, the the, the uh, Annie McDowell is is just one of my least favorite actresses in the universe. She uh-huh. is. It is like a third grader, like amateur hour, kind of lis- lis- listening to her read her lines.
2: Yeah, I did think she was pretty bad. I got a, uh normally I kind of I'm okay with her in in some movies, but in this movie, if whatever it was, maybe it was the uh, the southern accent, but it, she had a a very uh, Phyllis look and sound from The Office. Mm-hmm. I just oh. kept picturing Phyllis,
1: <laughs> yeah, I get, which I get, is a weird thing to
2: picture. That, uh, I'll go back and look at it
1: again. <laughs> I, I will not be watching this again, but. Uh no, I absolutely agree. She's irritating. Um I'm thinking of movies that she was in uh uh Brownhog Day is Brownhog Day. She added nothing to that.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, she didn't add anything to Michael, and Michael's a pretty good movie too. Oh no, it's not. I liked Michael. Oh, your the favorite part of the angel. Yeah. 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 I'm a big fan of John Travolta.
1: Your, your favorite uh multiplicity? Mm-hmm. No comment. One of the worst movies ever made. I like Mopatristy. <laughs> oh, so bad. my sister
0: loves that movie.
1: Uh, yeah. it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So, she, and not to mention, her character was despicable.
0: She was a terrible person. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. She, and, was, and he, she was. He is totally infatuated. Like he's he's infatuated from with her from the word go. Like there's nothing. There's nothing redeeming about her, necessarily. I totally see what you mean. Like, why does this guy fall in love with this girl?
1: I think she's got an accent, which makes me really want to move to a country, an English-speaking country, because I don't do it with foreign languages so well, but move to a different country where I, in fact, would have an accent. I think that would uh, make me that much more desirable.
2: Are you looking to increase your <laughs> sex symbol status?
1: <laughs> well, you know, if the podcasting idol uh, thing doesn't work out for me.
0: Uh, speaking of which, are we buying a brick, or uh, what's going on with that?
1: I don't what? know that we can afford a brick at the Twit House.
2: It's pretty expensive, yeah.
0: Like 150 bucks or something.
1: It was like 500. So no. so far on Google AdSense, we have made about three dollars. Oh. So I think we need to drive a little more traffic to you haven't seen dot dot com, and maybe we can uh, we can buy a brick for the Robot Warrior Network.
0: That would be a good idea.
2: That's what we're gonna do with our profits.
1: Well,
0: that'll increase – got to spend money to make money here, Colin. Oh.
2: It's business school 101, man. That's right. So all the people that are visiting the Twit Center will
0: see our brick and, and start listening? Is that, our, the, is that our business plan? The, yes. They would be the people that would listen. Uh, all right. So anyways, so Andy McDowell also looks like a man. So she's not – she just is not. I don't know. <laughs> she,
1: she, she's not an ugly lady, but I think she's a, she's a mediocre at best actress.
0: Her face structure is mannish to me. That's why I said she looked like Phyllis. I, now I'm starting to see it, actually.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> and she's very toothy, very gummy. Yep, yep. Uh, she,
0: she looks Englishy to me. Like, that's the thing. Like, she, she fits in well with the English cast. Like, why not take somebody that is more American, if you're going to make it the crazy American person? What,
1: what does an American look like? I don't know. Not like her. I, no, I want you to tell me what an American oh, looks boy. like. Here we go.
0: All right. Edit that part out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wedding number one, uh, there was two, three things that uh, stuck out at me. Number one, there were some very lovely hats in the audience. And coming fresh off the uh, Kate and Will's wedding, I'm starting to notice hats at weddings. And I thought there were some, there were some
2: fine hats. Now, now, do we think this is an English thing, or do we think it's a cyclical thing that's coming back into style? I think it's very much an English thing. It is a very mm-hmm.
0: English thing. Uh, two. Can we mention that Hugh Grant looks like he's wearing a hat? That his, hair is cool. his his 90s hair, yeah.
2: It's a lot of hair. Has anybody ever been to an English wedding? Nope. I've been to a wedding where they spoke English. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of our commenters can can let us know
0: if they have. I'll, uh, nobody in the chat room right now. Oh, nobody in the knows.
2: chat room? No.
0: Mm. Anybody listening? Uh, nobody, uh, they're all saying no right now.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, everything on Twitter is coming back uh, negative on that. Mm. No one
2: has ever been to an English wedding. <laughs> Excellent.
1: <laughs> Second thing that stands out from the wedding uh, there was a guy at the wedding, John, and uh, he was the professor from Back to School.
0: Did you actually look that up, or did you actually remember that he
1: was the guy? I have seen Back to School more times than you have seen <laughs> Sound of Music.
0: Oh, I doubt. I, listen, there's no way, because I've probably seen Back to School just as many times as I've seen Sound of Music. But I would not have remembered that.
1: He drives the funny little car. He wants to make tape recorders in his fictional class. And Rodney Dangerfield skewers him because the Japs will kill us on labor alone. Okay. I know you're a big
0: fan of Rodney, so.
1: i not to like I'll let you one well. Okay. And number three, uh, Hugh Grant refers to skeletons in the cupboard. Hmm. I thought that, that was charming. That his closet is a cupboard.
2: you gonna use know. that term, that that phrase more often now.
1: Work. I'm still working on putting uh, strikes and gutters into my into my uh, repertoire.
2: Derek's so, trying to incorporate by the by. <laughs> I told you it's not my fault. <laughs> Where, right.
1: did you, where did you pick up by the by?
0: I don't know. You said somebody... it three times in about five minutes today. day. Uh, you know how you start saying things that like, <laughs> oh, never mind, Rubachek just makes fun of me. No, no, no.
1: All right, so that's what stands out to me from wedding number <laughs> one.
0: You take much better notes than both of us, by the
1: way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have, like, a, a tiny page of notes, and you're, like, wedding one. What did I find humorous?
1: So, so uh, by better notes, you
2: mean notes?
0: No, oh, I have lots. You want me to share my notes with you? I don't have any notes.
2: okay. But I watched it within the past 24 hours, so.
1: Anyone in the You Haven't Seen listening audience, if uh, you would like to be a robot warrior and you're willing to take notes when watching a movie please let me know, uh, yhs at robotroyornetwork.com. I,
0: I have no I didn't know that I signed a contract that said I had to take notes. Uh, I have notes. They just aren't nearly as exhaustive as yours, that's all. I tried to enjoy the movie.
1: I was trying to enjoy the movie as well, Derek. <laughs> I took notes.
0: Wow. Uh, I already shared most of my stuff. Anyways, all right, so <laughs> wedding number one. And by the way, wedding number one, that whole first, like – third of the movie is I I don't know it just it doesn't play well very at at all I don't think in what respect I don't know it just it's not that funny it's not that it it kind of sets it up it's it just it just takes too long to get going I think to me
1: what really bothered me was they were trying to set up this fun loving free-spirited uh you know group of friends And they really came out stilted, Um, like when he forgot the rings, and he gets rings, and one is a big plasticky thing, and one has the, you know, it's like a demon head or something. Mm -hmm. And that's not, maybe the plasticky ring from his roommate, um, because she was kind of quirky, but that other ring, I don't really know. And then, um, you know, Gareth with his very affected British accent, and he was very proper, and It just it just seemed very forced.
0: Yeah, I just it it just wasn't fun at all. Like I didn't and and I didn't find the funny parts funny. Like later on, it gets funny. I think it just here it just uh, that whole first third to half of the movie, I I was like, oh, this is like not. It just wasn't enjoyable at all.
1: Uh, Wedding number two. All I have written is uh, Mr. Bean. Yeah, that that just captured the whole thing for you. I mean, it, it was clearly um, a way
2: to spotlight Rowan Atkinson. Now I've, I've so, never been a big, I, I I am a fan of, well, I don't know. I, I I'm not a
0: big fan of Mr. B. <laughs> he's, he's Peter Sellers for the uh, new generation.
1: I, I suppose. I, it's hard. It's hard to watch now, but having seen those, you know, they were on late night on PBS. Um, you know, it was not always regularly scheduled and they were very unexpected. There's a few episodes that really stand out. Um, it's just being some brilliant physical humor.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan either. Hmm. I think I yeah. saw it like I think I saw it like once or twice and I thought it was clever, and then I kept watching it and it was basically the same thing over and over again. And was he a big star at that point? Is that why they needed to feature him or did oh yeah, hope? this
1: was this was on the heels because he had Mr. Bean and he also had Blackadder um, ah. for his two big shows. So he he is tops in Britain at this point. So he's a big deal. But there's only I would say 30 working actors in Great Britain at any given time and so if you see a British movie of any renown, everyone's going to be in it. For example, uh, John Hanna was also in Sliding Doors which came out a few years later with Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, Here's a guy that you really don't hear anything about, but he's in two you know, blockbuster romantic comedies because he's the Scottish guy.
0: Mm. Mm. Was Sliding Doors a blockbuster? I don't know if it was a blockbuster, but it, right. was, it was I think
1: one. it was another one of these uh, sleeper hits. Probably not quite so much as this. Mm. Yeah, this movie looks like it, it cost
2: about $10 to make, by the way. Yep. Well, they spent a lot of their budget on Mr. Bean. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, budget, $4.4 4 million. Yeah, they – cleaned house and yep. that's why i feel like that's about started. two and a half million pounds if we're converting very nice thank
2: you
0: um in the current exchange like... rate or in
2: the exchange rate of 1994
0: uh that's a good question i'll get back john <laughs> okay <laughs> weren't they like trying i mean i feel like this really did start it all though like they were they made after this there was the englishman who went up a mountain or whatever or molehill or whatever that thing was Englishman that went up a hill and came down a mountain yeah And uh, there was just a bunch of, like, they were just trying to capitalize on that. And you can definitely see why. I mean, if they made, you know, a hundred times what the movie cost, that's pretty impressive. Uh, So, uh, yeah, and this was the
1: first um, collaboration between Hugh Grant and Richard Curtis, the writer, who also did Notting Hill. And then he also went in to write Love Actually uh, as well. Richard Curtis was also a writer on Blackadder and Mr. Bean. Which is why Atkinson was featured.
0: Got it. Wow. I learned so much from you. Such good yeah. notes you have. You must, I kid? learned so be, much
1: from Wikipedia.
0: You must be a good teacher.
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll have to ask uh, Christy and Kate, don't call me Catherine.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, let's see. So, so Richard Curtis has quite a stable then. He must be rolling in the dough at this point, basically. That's pretty impressive.
1: Also, did Bridget Jones's Diary? You know, this guy, this guy kept kept going. Yeah, and
0: the wife's, One of the wife's favorite movies is that Love Actually, and I feel like there's a million people that really enjoy that movie. So. That's
1: di- a good movie. Yeah, he directed that one too. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: a good movie. I mean, it's it pretty good.
1: I like that. That's a movie that uh, you know. There's this whole category of movies. I feel that they hire a psychologist to consult on because they just tug at every single heart you can tell when the switch is flipped when it's like okay all the ladies are gonna cry now uh, <laughs> another one i felt falls into that category it was marley and me you could tell that it was rising 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 then bam it hits everybody and i looked around there was not a dry eye in the theater
0: i'm a man so i didn't see that movie so
1: yeah you're also cold-hearted <laughs> <Wow>.
0: <laughs> well this is a good podcast here we got going i try all right, all right. So wedding three is where it's, I think it starts to get. Uh, what actually, wedding two was fun. I, right. I think that's where it starts to get good. Uh, the scene of him being stuck in that room is uh, is, is pretty classic. I mean, that's just great. I sure. thought that that was very, very funny. So wedding
1: three, between weddings two and three, you had this interlude where where um, Annie McDowell and Hugh Grant run into each other, finds out she's getting married. Uh, or no, it was after he found right. out she was getting married because he got the invitation. Uh, he was shopping for her wedding gift, and they end up spending the night together
0: again. As she's looking at wedding dresses. Correct. Right. Well, after. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't like in the shop or anything, but it was still. It's very. It was just scummy, like of her. Right.
1: Um. further. Solidifies this idea that what's wrong with her? Yeah. She, she's a social climber. Yeah, I could see the first time they got together, it was a one night stand. It was at a wedding. You know, people do that sort of thing. But this time, she, it was, she was fully immersed in wedding land. Uh, she knows this guy is just smitten with her because he can't get a sentence out doing his Hugh Grant patented stutter. Yeah.
0: Was, do you think that he was trying, like the, the writer, this is one thing that did occur to me, was, was he trying to paint her as like more the guy role, like where well, I'm just going to do this and, you know, damn the consequences kind of thing.
2: Hmm. And then
0: Hugh Grant was more the the womanly role. Like that's what I was like, is this a woman empowerment kind of thing? It occurred to me.
2: It's an interesting
0: Having just read uh, that One Day book where, you know, the guy is just this total scumbag, you know, and, and that's kind of where she is in this movie.
1: Well, I mean, she was a social climber. She was using, her, you know, the one man Hamish, which is an excellent Scottish name. Um, she was using him for advancement, and they had alluded to uh, the fact that she had sort of worked her way up through British society um, before we were introduced to her. So... You know, maybe. Um, sort of a Vanity Fair type uh, situation.
0: Yeah, it, I, the, that's something that occurred to me. was like that, she, you know, they were trying to paint her as like, well, women can do this too kind of thing.
1: Right, right. So. All right, so wedding number three is in fact uh, Andy McCall's wedding. wedding to Hamish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll take this point to uh, just point out some of the really great British names that come up. You've got a Hamish, you've got an Angus, you've got a, not Bernard, but Bernard, um, you've got a Sinjin, Alistair, and of course, Gareth.
0: we are all pretty good names.
1: Those are excellent names. I don't know anyone named any of
0: those things. I, I Neither, had a Gareth in class one time. Really? Was, yeah. He was, it was it like, an Asperger's kid.
1: Uh, was it like Gareth that they misspelled?
0: Uh, no, I, I don't, you know, I have no idea. I it, it, That was his name. Hmm. Great kid. Gareth.
1: I remember Sinjin, you know, St. John, but for some reason British people pronounce it Sinjin, from A View to a Kill. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: James Bond's uh, alias when he checked into Zoran's uh, horse ranch was James Sinjin Smith.
0: Did you
1: yeah. have to look that up
2: or do you remember that?
1: Of course I remember that. Okay. Just checking. Have you, yeah, seen, yeah. Have you seen all the James Bond movies, Colin? Mm, I think so. Okay.
0: Here's what I find fascinating about Adam, is that like characters in books and movies, he remembers their names perfectly. Real people, he has no idea. I don't actually like people. <laughs> it's just fascinating to me. Like I would never remember a character from some crazy James Bond movie. I apologize for saying that it's crazy, but A View to a Kill was pretty crazy. Christopher
1: Walken is the bad guy? Zorin, the product of an East German breeding experiment? (laughs) Have you watched this recently? No. I I
2: was going to say, my recollection of of this movie is very vague.
1: He was trying to take over all the silicon in Silicon Valley so he could make computer chips?
0: Anyway. (laughs) Imagine a world where there wasn't TV. How smart would Adam actually be?
1: Oh, cancer gone. <laughs> Energy problems gone.
0: You would have no idea who anybody in the room congratulating you was. but I would, know,
1: but I would be like George Orr in uh, Lathe of Heaven and just dreaming away all the world's problems. Wow,
0: that was quite the reference there..
2: Thanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I anyway. got it but that was quite the reference.
2: Was By this, the way, no- this was nominated for a uh, best picture. It was.
1: Oh. Which is why they uh, were featured at the Academy Awards, and uh, Elizabeth Hurley wore that dress. Oh, I guess I
2: suppose so.
0: Does this even seem like a best picture at all? I mean, when there's only five... It's not in hindsight, it sure doesn't.
1: All right, so I don't have this on the top of my brain. What were the other nominees in 94?
2: Uh, the winner was Forrest Gump. Other nominees, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Lion Show, King. and Shawshank
1: Redemption. Whoa. Those are, that's some stiff competition. <laughs> some very stiff
2: competition. It's
1: Quiz like Show, show I wasn't kit. a big fan of, but... Quiz Show is okay. Um, I still think Pulp Fiction got robbed. Um, and I will i will go to the grave thinking that. I think Lion King should have been nominated as well. That was a Lion King year too.
0: I believe that won the Golden Globe. Perhaps. Um... Oh, this was another thing that occurred to me, and it's the last of my notes here, basically, so Adam will take over from here at this point forward. This movie certainly was not nominated for a sound mix. The sound mix on this is really, really bad. I felt like I continued to need to, like, I don't know if it was Netflix or – I don't think it was Netflix. I think it was just the movie. Like, I continued to have to turn up, turn down, turn up, turn down the volume, like And there was a little bit, like some of it was maybe the English accents, but this is where Netflix kind of let me down, was that I couldn't turn on the closed captioning on this one, right? And uh, because they didn't have it on this, and boy, it was really tough sometimes to tell. I continued to have to rewind a little bit to tell what they were actually saying, if I cared, I guess. Do you think
1: that's a function of both the accents and
0: um, Hugh Grant's uh, charming stutter? I don't know i just it it wasn't just him though it was it was just like the whole like especially when they were outside and that's why i said this movie couldn't have cost very much to make because when they're outside it was just like the sound mixing that they were doing there's tons of noise like background noise from the outside that they didn't filter out at all like usually you filter it and turn it down but they didn't it, it seemed like they just were like well you guys talk over the cars running by but if, if you have dialogue there, I mean, if I was the writer, I'd be kind of ticked that you know, I wrote this dialogue and it doesn't even matter.
1: Sure. It also could be a, a choice. I mean, you look at Robert Altman, and he's known for characters talking over each other. Um, you know, MASH, I don't know that anyone delivers an uninterrupted line in that movie. Yeah. There's I mean, at least three people talking at any time.
0: Yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm is very similar, too.
2: Well, that's just because there's no script and they all want to talk. I would like to talk about American Sign Language. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was interesting that there was just kind of a random uh, deaf character in the movie.
1: So I'm going to toss a little correction out to you. Technically, it was British Sign Language. Um, are you sure? sure?
2: Yes. How can you tell?
1: Well, because on the Wikipedia page when it says languages, oh, it has goodness. listed uh, English and British Sign Language. Oh. Wow. So the the sign for policeman would instead be Bobby. Oh. And the sign for elevator would be lift. But I thought everybody spoke
2: American Sign Language or signed American Sign Language.
1: I think probably
2: just American English speaking people. Mm.
0: Can we just well, call anyway,
2: it sign language and move on? Sure. Anyway, my point being is, I I feel like sign language is it should be a universal thing. And no offense to Emily, but I feel like if everyone knew how to do sign language, think how useful that would be. Forget foreign languages. Let's just all learn sign language. Well, think about if everybody spoke Esperanto. Yeah, but you can't do Esperanto in silence. Think about how many times you need to, to communicate and be quiet at the same time. I could sign things to you.
0: I would like that. Wouldn't
2: that would be nice?
1: Especially on the uh, video cast. because <laughs> then our podcast would be rendered uh, obsolete. Um the hell are we talking about? You know, gay people. Oh, gay people. Oh, yeah, so it's surprising. You know, thinking back to, like, when Melissa Etheridge came out, I remember that being a big deal and not understanding why she was old and she was just coming out now. Or uh, even when Ellen, when there was that whole big buildup to Ellen coming out, I was like, why doesn't she just do it if everybody knows? And, yeah. Um, I, I remember not getting that. And so I guess this would have fallen in that same time, or it's a much bigger deal for old people.
0: Rock Hudson, Rock Hudson, that was a that was a tough one too. Liberace. <laughs> uh, I just you know it's it, it, yeah I guess I guess it was just a different. I mean that is twenty years ago, so yeah. it is a different time too. Uh,
2: it
1: makes me hopeful for the future.
2: But it was definitely also a, a very. I mean that's that's kind of the uh, most emotional and probably best acted scene of the movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I mean, great, great poem, great little you know snippet there.
0: Definitely, it's definitely a good tug at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. About. Yeah. And it was very unexpected. It was like it just drops dead. That's it. I was like, whoa! Didn't we see that one coming. Yep. Yeah, when I watched it again, I was trying to remember who the funeral. I knew it was one of them that died. I just couldn't remember which one. So. Yep.
2: Well, good thing we rewatched
0: spoiler it. Alert. Spoiler alert.
2: It's true we did forget to. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: put it on the iTunes tag.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, then we get to uh, so so the funeral leads to uh, uh, sort of an epiphany for the group, and they all decide to grow up a bit. And uh, wedding number four, all I have written down here is that uh, Carrie, so that's Andy McDonald is not a really good person.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, we have no idea why that didn't work out, right? She doesn't really say. Why no. it didn't
1: work out with Hamish? Yeah. Because yeah. he was old.
0: That's not what she said. She uh, said it was mutual.
1: Right. It was something like uh, he wanted her to be something that she didn't want
0: to be or blah, blah, blah. Well, she did seem broken up about it. I mean, it was very weird, which you're like, okay, well, you were cheating on the guy, like, you know, through Grant here, so. Not, only before they got married. That's <laughs> true,
2: <laughs> yes, I suppose. She acted like that was very obvious, like, oh, I'll never cheat on him while we're married. That's true, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh It's weird. Yeah, you know, when she listed off her 30-something uh, conquests, then, you know, he was the last one on the list.
1: Yep. Aside from her, oh, her fiancé, yeah.
2: Yeah, her fiancé was the last
1: one. And Hugh Grant was second to last. He was. Well, and so they, uh, so they, he leaves Henrietta Duckface at the altar and ends up with Andy McDowell and they live happily ever after not getting married.
0: Yeah, I don't I do love I'm not sure scene. what kind of takeaway message that was, but I did enjoy the scene though when she punches him. That was pretty darn good. Yep. I mean, everybody had to see that coming, but she was not a very nice person either, but
1: well, I mean, it sounds like he did the same thing to her before. I mean, she was clearly broken up about their 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 first separation. Um, you know, at the wedding she was st- at the wedding number 2, she was still sobbing. She was so upset. Yeah, so he did something to toy with her.
0: Yeah, but then I mean, for she was, I don't know, it was just weird. She was so sure of herself this this, this wedding, it seemed like, so it was more of an embarrassment necessarily than anything else. So I,
1: I've never uh, been stood up at the altar, but I can't imagine it's a good
2: feeling. No? Yeah, was, I would think I, breaking off an engagement would, would just, no matter when it was, but especially at the actual wedding, I think that would be rough.
0: I miss Haversham. Haversham? Haversham, yeah. That was a rough one. Was, how about that him? for a reference, huh?
1: It was nice, nice. Pip will be impressed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's about all I got here. Um, I thought it was kind of funny when they showed Kristen Scott Thomas uh,
2: getting together with Prince Charles. Yeah. I, uh, actually, I thought that that was a plot line that was kind of underdeveloped that she had had this the secret crush on him their entire friendship and she had never said anything and nobody really knew and then all of a sudden she just kind of told him and he just kind of stared at her and then she got over it yeah that just didn't kind of really go away anywhere like yeah. that,
1: that might be something that was played up more in first drafts maybe the deleted scenes
0: Did you read the the novelization at all, Adam? Did not not? read
1: the novelization of this one.
2: (laughs) The director's cut.
0: (laughs) Maybe that was to be revealed in Five Weddings and Two Funerals.
2: There is a movie called Four Funerals and a Wedding. Did you see it? No, I forget what it is. I think it's a documentary. I just saw it.
1: I thought maybe it was a Mockbuster where they try to get you to rent that instead of this. Um, Um. like when, oh, yeah. when they made Transmorphers, <laughs> or they or made Trans- Transmorphers 2, uh, and that had Bruce Boxleitner in that one, so they got a big star.
0: <laughs> you're right. I, I feel bad that you're in control of the editing, because you're going to leave that <laughs> in but take my jokes out.
1: I wouldn't call them jokes.
0: <laughs> I found them funny.
1: At least somebody does. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, any other comments about the uh, four weddings and? So, did you? Would you suggest that people watch this, Adam?
1: No. Uh, really? Maybe if uh, somebody somebody was on a date, maybe a second or third date with a lady, and was trying to show how sensitive he was,
0: or they, how, how how into the nineties they are.
1: Okay. Um, that might be something to pass along. But I, I can think of many, many more rom coms that would. Uh, that, that would fit the bill uh, side of this. And I think the one that we mentioned, Love Actually, is way more enjoyable than, than this.
2: Well, yeah, that's why we've all seen it.
1: Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think this is definitely worth seeing. I think that this is, this is a good movie. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a little slow going at the, at the outset, but I think that it does get you know, it does have some really like I said, the parts are really great. Um, and there's some really funny scenes in it. I think you're kind of is missing
1: it a little bit it, it, it was a series of uh, awkward and funny events strung together in a very loose narrative
0: i think that's a pretty good it,
1: do, of it does not fall in the same category with shawshank or pulp
2: fiction no i thought this was going to be our first success story I
0: did too. I really did, actually.
2: Well, so, uh, so what I, we're uh, learning here is, is that if if one of the three of us has not seen a movie, it's probably not very good. That that appears to be what we're learning.
1: I'll, I'll revise my um, my assessment. I'm glad I've seen it because people talk about it, and um, you know Hugh Grant is such a star, and it's, it's probably good that I can that I can see this that I've seen this movie and I can engage in conversation about it. Um. I don't know that I'll ever feel the need to watch it again. Well, no, mean, and I have that seen that it in me, 10 years, so.
0: <laughs> and we not have watched it for this. I don't think I would have seen it, but I mean, I definitely could, you know, I definitely could say, well, that was pretty good, you know? Yeah. So this movie is, com- this movie is the first British film. I was just looking at the IMDb. The first British film since A Fish Called Wanda to uh, top the U.S. box office charts.
1: Not anywhere near A Fish Called Wanda.
0: I was just about to say, A Fish Called Wanda is the one I would advise people to see instead of this one. But it's not like this one's bad.
1: Colin, have you seen A Fish Called Wanda? I I have. Okay. All right, guys. This one is straight off the listener line uh, from Podcasting's Brock. You guys both know him. Oh, yeah. yeah. From great shows like uh, Now Playing Podcast and uh, But I Digress. And so he suggested...
0: Do we really uh, want people to listen to other podcasts instead of our own? Absolutely. All right
1: he's a big fan of smelt too He, he does like the uh, fried smelt that was uh, it was an impressive order and it was actually quite delicious So um, he said watch Roadhouse and I said there's no way that these guys haven't seen Roadhouse I know I've seen it
0: Derek I've seen Roadhouse multiple times one of the greatest works of American cinema
2: Colin no no never seen Roadhouse what what? You, you Haven't, haven't Seen, seen House. Oh, well, that was by far the best uh, oh synchronization ever. You won't see me. You won't
1: see me cause seen for the first time. Seen all good Thank you for listening to You Haven't Seen, a production of the Robot Warrior Network 2011. Visit us at youhaven'tseen.robotwarriornetwork.com. Or email YHS at robot dot com. I am familiar with that
2: editing.